Welcome. You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for this Friday, August 18th edition of the Broomfield Enterprise. My name is Elaine. Today, we will be reading from the following main articles. Colorado-based Ball Corporation to sell renowned aerospace business to a British company for $5.6 billion. Meaningful softness in sales activity is blamed for Noodle's performance drop. And the Heart of Broomfield Educator Award, early childhood educator honored for strengthening family bonds. We'll also be talking about Broomfield events for this week. And Broomfield's butter, Butterfly Pavilion becomes the first to hatch fireflies in captivity. Kelly Rowski will talk about people and plants and this week preparing for early fall vegetable gardening. And Carrie Pettis, the bookwoman, will talk about neighborhood gossip in this book of the week. These and other articles. Colorado-based Ball Corporation is set to sell renowned aerospace business to a British company for $5.6 billion. Ball Aerospace started in Boulder in 1956 and grew to its current 5,200 employees. Ball Corporation, based in Colorado and a global producer of aluminum packaging for beverages, has agreed to sell its aerospace business to BAE Systems, a British arms, security, and aerospace company, for $5.6 billion in cash. The deal will leverage recent investments by Ball Aerospace and Technologies Corporation in talent and facilities across the country and centered in Boulder, Broomfield, and Westminster to provide a multi-dimensional platform for vital national defense, intelligence, and science hardware, software, and space-based assets. This according to Daniel Fisher, the CEO of Ball. The transaction, subject to regulatory approvals and closing conditions, is expected to close in the first half of 2024. Ball said after tax proceeds of the sale will allow it to reduce its debt and accelerate returns to shareholders through dividends and repurchase of stock. The sale will also allow Ball Corporation to speed up initiatives focused on growing the company's global aluminum packaging business. When we look at the backdrop of the world as it relates to aluminum, things are moving much, much faster in parts of the world, Europe in particular. The regulatory environment is at a sprint, referring to its efforts to move from single-use plastic containers. There's a lot more opportunity in the medium term than there was a year ago, according to the CEO. Ball reported net earnings of $173 million on sales of $3.57 billion for the second quarter compared to a net loss of $174 million on sales of $4.1 billion for the same period in 2022. Meaningful softness in sales activity is blamed for Noodles Corporation performance drop. 
Noodles Incorporated saw its year-over-year sales fall in the second quarter of 2023, a period in which the company posted a net loss after recording profits in the second quarter of last year. During the beginning of the second quarter of 2023, we saw meaningful softness in our guest trends. We attribute this in a large part to being too aggressive on our pricing strategy, which included an incremental 5% increase in February of this year, according to Noodle CEO Dave Boninghausen. The fast casual chain last week posted a net loss of $1.3 million on sales of $125 million in the second quarter. That's compared with a net income of $1.3 million on a sales of $131 million in the same period last year. We are aggressively executing strategies to further drive comparable restaurant sales growth. We're particularly focused on price optimization, leveraging our new customer data platform and robust rewards database, and expansion of our growing catering business. Furthermore, we're assessing and reigniting our culinary offerings, including the launch of a broadly appealing chicken parmesan in September, as well as engagement of a leading industry culinary consultant to assist us in comprehensively evaluating and improving our menu. As we execute these strategies, our efforts to respond quickly and effectively will be further supported by digital menu boards, which we anticipate will be installed at 75% of company restaurants by the end of the third quarter. There were 465 restaurants system-wide at the end of the second quarter of 2023, and they made up 373 company-owned restaurants and 92 franchise restaurants. Heart of Broomfield Educator Award, the Early Childhood Educator honored for strengthening family bonds, Mercy Manresa celebrated her work with the Broomfield Early Childhood Council. Mercy Manresa has been selected for the 2023 Heart of Broomfield Educator Award to honor her outstanding work with the Broomfield Early Childhood Council. Manresa was nominated for the award by a fellow educator, Suzanne Yamashita. With a daughter of her own and over 25 years of teaching experience, Yamashita is no stranger to the challenges of caring for children. But when her great niece began spending more time with her, she found herself seeking more information about parenting. My great niece is just completing completely different from my daughter, and I found myself really needing to brush up on my parenting skills, she said. I was scrolling through the Broomfield webpage and found the competent parenting classes and decided to take a look. Yamashita said she was hesitant at first. I'd never heard of early childhood counsel. And being a teacher for 25 years, I've had to sit through countless meetings with where the presenters were just not very good at all, she said. But the minute Mercy Manaresa came on the screen and started talking, I knew she was the real deal. Yamashita said she nominated Manaresa because of the valuable information she gained and for the welcoming and judgment-free culture Manaresa builds in her classes. She's so smooth and never condescending. She makes a safe environment for asking questions, and there was never any shame. She was also thoughtful to remind us to take care of ourselves. 
Parenting is a hard job, and she always made sure we were taking care of ourselves. Manresa explained that for her, parenting is part of who she is. Manresa grew up with a sister 11 years younger, and their mother ran a home daycare for young children, so caring for children has always been part of her life from a young age. It's something that I never tire of. I just love getting with other parents and supporting them and relating to them, encouraging them and helping them understand that they're already doing so much for their children. Just the fact that they want to do their best and know that they can do and learn more speaks volumes about them as parents and as a person. It's really about building confidence. Manresa builds confidence in parents with a pyramid-style approach to parenting, focusing on strong foundational relationships between a child and their parents. She encourages parents to build their relationship with their children through play before moving on to setting expectations and understanding their child's temperament. In addition, Manresa said that it's also important for parents to have self-reflection and an understanding of themselves. There's some self-reflection that needs to happen as a parent so you can understand where your own triggers are coming from and then understand how to separate your own emotions sometimes from what you need to do as a parent. We really just want parents to give the kids what they need, which is to feel safe and secure and loved. Manresa said that since children don't come equipped with a handbook, she wants to make sure parents know that they're not alone. They, they're not the only ones who feel overwhelmed, she said. They're not the only ones that are struggling, but they're not the only ones that are not sure what to do. Through her work with Early Childhood Council, Manresa has helped countless families and parents foster community and build confidence in their parenting and relationships with their children. I'm so blessed to be surrounded and supported by a loving family, parents and peers I've met over the years, and the strong team I work with at the Broomfield Early Childhood Council, she said. All of us working in the realm of early childhood education who are supporting caregivers and families in the Broomfield County have created a collaborative network to strengthen our community and support all children. I can't express enough how grateful I am each and every day for what I do and for the trust families have placed in me to be a part of their journey as parents, caregivers, and people. Manresa, along with seven other award winners, will be honored at the annual Heart of Broomfield Awards celebration in September. The Heart of Broomfield, every week leading up to the Heart of Broomfield Awards ceremony on September 29th at the Chateau at Fox Meadows, we will spotlight the award recipients. For more information or to purchase tickets or sponsorship, you can visit the Broomfield Communities Foundation website at broomfieldfoundation.org forward slash heart. Broomfield events for this week, the Front Range Garden Summer Craft and Artisan Fair. The Front Range Gardens is wrapping up its annual Artisan Fair on Sunday. You can head down to see wares from local artisans, food vendors, music games, and a nursery filled with plants designed and grown by local expert gardeners. This will be from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Sunday 
at 10195 Wadsworth Boulevard in Broomfield. For more information, you can go to frontrangegardens.com. Beautiful Things Performance, Shadash Contemporary Dance Movement will premiere Beautiful Things, an original story based on the character of Mr. Jude, a high school teacher who poured out his life for his students and continued to mentor them long after they graduated. This will be at 2 p.m. on Sunday at the Broomfield Auditorium in Broomfield. The costs range between $20 and $25, and for tickets you can go to events.humanitics.com. The Palisade Peaches Sale. Fresh Colorado peaches from Palisade are being sold for $55 for a 20-pound box and $30 for a 10-pound box. You can contact Broomfield High School at One Eagle Way in Broomfield for more information. On Monday, we have a case for the Mondays. This group leads and a meeting on the second and fourth Monday of each month at 11 a.m. on Monday at the James Jacobson Building in Broomfield. The cost is $50. And for more information, you can go to members.broomfieldchamber.com. On Tuesday, the group guided healing in the group energy balancing session, participants will receive energy through a guided healing meditation in a group format. This will be at the Healing Studio, 18 Garden Center. Prices range between $20 and $110. And for more information, go to InsightfulInspirations.com. On Thursday, unplugged at the Omni, Kenny Lee Young, who moved to Colorado in 2005, has been independently recording demos and singles ever since. Kenny's soulful and rhythmic acoustic tunes have led him to support national acts like Common, Brad Corrigan, Katie Z, Kenneth Stringfellow, and Rich Robinson. This will be at 5 p.m. Thursday in the Tap Room Restaurant and Bar at the Omni Hotel, 500 Interlochen Boulevard. This is a free event. On Friday, a new music festival. This year's festival will feature selections from over 10 musicians with a 10-person ensemble cast that will share segments of their stories as a showcase performance. All three nights will be the same content. Begins at 7 p.m. Friday in Broomfield at the Auditorium. And it's a free event. Putts and Pints. You can enjoy a fun-filled, family-friendly Friday afternoon. There will be food, prizes, and of course, a chance to knock out competitors on the green. This will be at 5 p.m. Friday at the Broadlands Golf Course on 144th Avenue in Broomfield, and this event is free. On Saturday, Butterfly Ball, Colorado. Join the Butterfly Pavilion for its annual gala, celebrating invertebrates with this year's star of the show, Pollinators. Enjoy a champagne welcome, cocktail reception, silent and live auctions, seated dinner and dancing. You can wear butterfly-inspired formal clothing and raise funds for pollinator conservation. This will be at 6 p.m. Saturday at the Omni Interlochen Hotel, 500 Interlochen Boulevard. Tickets range between $225 and $2,700. For more information, go to butterflies.org. Broomfield's Butter 
Firefly Pavilion becomes the first to hatch Colorado fireflies in captivity. After two years of research and careful studying, scientists at the Butterfly Pavilion in Broomfield have become the first to ever raise Colorado, wire, Colorado fireflies in captivity. The scientists at the Butterfly Pavilion, understandably, are always excited about bugs. But one day in June marked a particularly exciting milestone for their ongoing research into Colorado fireflies. People look and see these tiny beetle and don't think anything special. But we are all so excited. This according to Francisco Garcia, the etymology manager at the Butterfly Pavilion. We were all screaming and excited and celebrating two years of hard work. Garcia is one of the many researchers who worked to collect and raise the fireflies, which emerged in late June. The beetles were collected in Fort Collins in 2021, and Garcia and his co-workers have spent the last two years learning about their life cycle. Raising these beetles takes a lot of time and effort, he said. It took two years of finding the right substrate, keeping them moist, and feeding them twice a week. It's a lot of time and effort invested by all of us. Garcia explained that many Coloradans don't know that we have species of fireflies, as their populations are small and isolated. In addition to the adult fire, in addition, the adult fireflies only live for two weeks, making it more difficult to see and study them. In tropical species of fireflies, they can develop within a few months, but these species take years to develop from egg into adults. And then you have only two weeks with them, Garcia said. Beyond fireflies, the butterfly pavilion studies and displays all manner of invertebrates, from the beloved Rosie the Chilean rose hair tarantula to a variety of underwater invertebrates like the corals and urchins. Despite invertebrates making up 97% of the animal species on Earth, they remain understudied. I do consider invertebrate science to be one of the last frontiers in science because we have researched so much about so much of the world around us, but with invertebrates we know so little. When you look at the breakdown of the research that has been done versus the amount of life that invertebrates encompass, it just doesn't match up because they've been largely ignored. This explains the part of the reason that invertebrates are understudied is because they're small and difficult to identify, identify and many people don't consider them as charismatic as other animals. When people go into animal science, often they go into it because they want to study tigers or dolphins or charismatic megafauna where a lot of the attention has gone. But we really should be caring about them more, not just because they're cool, but for selfish reasons as well. Invertebrates, including fireflies, are vital parts of the ecosystem. From cycling, <clears throat> from cycling nutrients in the soil, controlling pests, or pollinating plants, life as we, could, life as we know it could not exist without them. We rely on them for survival from food to the air we breathe. 
Not only do they provide us with food, but it's the best of the food, from our morning coffee to bars of chocolate. Butterfly Pavilion is the first association of zoos and aquarium accredited standalone nonprofit invertebrate zoo in the world, and it works on projects like studying firefly life cycles and developing pollinator habits around the world to encourage education and help foster a new appreciation for invertebrates and the work that's required to protect them. One way people can help contribute to the Butterfly Pavilion's mission is to engage in community science through projects like Colorado Firefly Watch, where residents can help gather data about firefly sightings in Colorado. When we think of a scientist, we think of somebody wearing a lab coat and goggles in this academic setting that has a bunch of test tubes all around, but that's not what science or scientists is all about. Anyone can do it. Garcia and Hershevich, along with their colleagues, are continuing to study Colorado fireflies and their life cycle and hope to continue raising the beetles into adulthood and eventually create a sustainable population of lab-reared fireflies, sharing what they've learned with facilities across the country to further study and the conservation of these unique beetles. This week, Kelly Rowski writes about people and plants and preparing early for fall vegetable gardening. Each year when August rolls around, I think of fall vegetable gardening. I regularly fail to plan ahead in the spring, so I get excited about all the warm season vegetables. I forget to save room for the cool season ones in the fall. Have your plants been bombarded by grasshoppers, beetles, caterpillars, and the like? Are your tomatoes and peppers so overridden with fungi, bacteria, or viruses that you can't stand looking at them anymore? Did you do a better job of planting and thus have room in your garden? Either way, cool season vegetable gardening can be a delight and a positive way to end the summer. In order to know what to plant and when, we have to start at the fall harvest time and work our way backwards. Average first frost in our growing zone is mid-October. Keeping that in mind, there's two classifications of cool season crops, hardy and semi-hardy. Hardy vegetables will usually survive a light frost and can grow well with daytime temperatures as low as 40 degrees. Semi-hardy ones, on the other hand, do not like freezing temperatures and prefer it much warmer. Next, decide what to plant. Do you like spinach, turnips, or kohlrabi? Or how about broccoli, green onions, peas, and cauliflower? I'm a big fan of greens in the fall because you harvest them much sooner. Young greens make a wonderful addition to a salad. Radishes are another favorite of mine. There are varieties that can be harvested in as little as 30 days. Now, read the seed packet and get out your calendar. For example, if you want to plant leeks now, they likely would not be ready for harvest for 120 days. By that time, you would have to have at least one hard freeze, if not several. Instead, look for plants that you can harvest in 65 to 70 days. The Colorado State University Extension has a vegetable planting guide that we can use to help us determine which crops we want to plant this fall. You can visit their website.
Some nurseries locally will even carry starter plants so you can skip the whole germination period and end up with yummy veggies even sooner. If you like herbs, most of them can be harvested earlier, similar to young greens. Fall planting can be done in containers, raised beds, or in the ground. Thank you for joining us for Broomfield Enterprise. My name is Elaine. AINC programming is brought to you in part by the Broomfield Community Foundation. Broomfield's leading partner and voice for philanthropy since 1993. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.